There was a someone, his name was Mr. Borochov. He lived in Canarsie in New York City. And he was very happy that, ah, oh, the new Shluchim, Chabad Shluchim came to our, to our place. It's very nice. And we have, you know, a shul to go to. We can learn Torah with them. But the only thing is, is that they don't have their own safer Torah. They have to borrow, keep on borrowing from other shuls. Because a safer Torah, it takes a long time to write it. It takes an expert safer, an expert scribe to write it. I can't write a safer Torah. Only someone who learned exactly how to do it. And it's a lot of hard work. It takes a long time and it costs a lot of money. So the Shliach didn't have enough money yet to go buy a safer Torah. So when they had to daven and shul and read the Torah, they had to borrow from other shuls and get a, for a favor. So this person was talking with his wife and said, you know, I enjoy so much going to the Chabad house. I wish they would have a safer Torah. I wish we could help them somehow. So his wife said, you know, Maybe we could do it. Maybe we can arrange and get a safer Torah for them. I mean, I know it's very expensive, but if we work on it and, you know, try to fundraise maybe, get from a lot of people to help, somehow I'm sure we'll do it. Hashem will help us. So they decided, you know, let's try to do this. And they both went on Sunday they, to come to 770 to go on the line for dollars, to get a dollar from that to get a bracha. So they waited on line. And Mr. Borachov came, and he told the Rebbe, you know, I want to try to get a safer Torah for the Chabad house. And the Rebbe gave him a, an extra dollar and said, put this to, for Tzedakah in the Chabad house in Kanarsi. So he was very happy. The Rebbe gave me a bracha. Good, we're going we're gonna to we're gonna, we're gonna do it. And he came out of some 70. He's waiting for his wife, because the men's line went, and then separate was the ladies' line. So he had to wait for the ladies' line. And then his wife came out, and she didn't have a big smile on her face. She looked like a little confused. And he asked his wife, what happened to you? What are you looking such a funny face? Did, did you get a bracha? And she said, yeah, I did, but, but I don't understand. She says, what, what do you mean you don't understand? What did the Rebbe say? So she told her husband, the Rebbe gave me an extra dollar and said... I should give this to Tzraka in Los Angeles. It's a city in California. All the way to the other side of the United States. He said, really? Los Angeles? So, this thing, he said, you know, I don't know why, but if the Rebbe said it, we should do it. I don't know why, but just the Rebbe says, you do it. He says, okay. So let's go buy a plane ticket so you can fly to Los Angeles. The Rebbe said, you should give the Tzraka there. So go. Okay, so they bought a ticket, and they started getting ready to go, but the only thing is, is she didn't know where she was going to stay. She didn't have any relatives there, she didn't even have friends there, so they're thinking, but if we're going to land on the airport, but after the airport, where do you go? So they're thinking and thinking, until finally, the husband said, oh, I got an idea, Remember last time your mommy came to visit us and she said that she has a friend who sh- in, in Los Angeles and she also taught you when you were in, in kindergarten? She lives there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe you could stay at her house. So let's call her up 
and ask maybe you can stay at her house. Oh, good idea. So they said, okay, let's do it. Let's try to call her. But they tried to find her phone number. They couldn't find it. And his wife said, you know, the Rebbe told me to go. I got a ticket. I don't want to wait. I want to do what the Rebbe said right away. So I'm going to go to the airport. I'll fly there. And from the airport, I'll call you. They didn't have cell phones back then. And I'm sure by then, um, you, you'll figure out where I'm staying. But there's a flight, even though I don't know where I'm staying yet, I want to go there right away. Because the Rebbe said, I don't want to wait. Fine. So she went to the airport. And then he went back to the phone book. I was looking, trying to find her number. And uh, he found the phone number. His wife was on the way, and he found the phone number. And he calls up this lady in California. And she says, hello, my name is Mr. Borokhov. My wife is Chagit. That was her name. And this lady said, oh, you're Chagit's husband. Wow, she's such a nice family, such a nice girl. I remember them. And they're talking. After they're talking for a little while on the phone, so this lady told Mr. Borokhov something, you know, I'll tell you something not so happy, but it happened to me. Eleven years ago, I had my little son, who is two years old, and unfortunately, he died. It was very hard for all of us, very sad. And when he died, I made a promise that I want to give, in his honor, a Sefer Torah. To donate a Sefer Torah when it comes the year that he would have been Bar Mitzvah, when he would have been 13 years old. So that was 11 years ago. He was 2 years old. So that means now is, is, is 13 years since he was born. Would have been his bar mitzvah. So it seems like this lady had a lot of money. She wanted to give all the money and donate to say potato. So he heard this and he said, Really? You know, my wife is flying to California. and she's gonna, We want her to stay by your house. You know why she's going to California? Because we wanted to get a safer Torah, and they never said to go to Los Angeles. And now we spoke to you, punct, exact time, when you want, want to give a safer Torah. It's amazing practice, and, and for sure, you see the Rebbe Zerach HaKadosh. So this woman was very excited, and said, wow, that's so perfect. You know, I'm going to do it. I'll give all the money. We'll make a safer Torah. So this lady donated all the money, and they finally got a new safer Torah for the Chabad house.